Welcome to the Living Healthy Podcast, where you can improve your quality of life by making solid and informed decisions. I'm your host, Eddie Randall. Thank you for tuning in to Season 3, Episode 4 of the Living Healthy Podcast. Your continued listening and your continued support are greatly appreciated. Please feel free to check out the latest merchandise at the Living Healthy Podcast store. The link is in the description of the podcast. Tonight's episode is going to be a short one, but that doesn't mean it's any less important or won't have valuable health information. It's a very important topic that I wanted to address. March is Multiple Myeloma Awareness Month, and awareness is vital in trying to tackle any cancer. In the United States, cancer is the second leading cause of death. For that matter, cancer is the second leading cause of death in the entire world. Fortunately, multiple myeloma is not very common. According to Cancer.net, as of 2022, 35,000 people in the United States have been diagnosed, and worldwide, over 170,000 have been diagnosed with this disease. That being said, multiple myeloma can be very aggressive, and depending on when it's caught, patients are sometimes given only five years to live. We can't change our DNA or genetic markers, but spreading awareness and understanding the disease and monitoring our health are things that we can do to help fight the disease. Tonight's podcast is entitled Multiple Myeloma Awareness, Perspective and Strategies for Deterrence. Multiple Myeloma, the Disease Multiple myeloma is a blood cancer, also known as a bone marrow cancer, that occurs in plasma cells. Plasma cells are white blood cells, and they are essentially mature B lymphocytes that have matured into plasma cells and act to fight off infection. With multiple myeloma, the plasma cells grow out of control. They make a protein called monoclonal immunoglobulin. The protein prevents the normal healthy plasma cells from doing their job and fighting off infection. This can cause you to be more susceptible to viruses and bacteria, resulting in moderate to severe infections, ultimately leading to other ailments because of this type of cancer. There are several stages of multiple myeloma, the smoldering stage and stages 1, 2, and 3. The smoldering stage is when you have the condition but do not show any symptoms. The myeloma cells and blood calcium levels are indicators to doctors, and this is how they're able to diagnose the condition and label it in stages. In the smoldering stage, a person will be asymptomatic and the serum monoclonal protein level will be greater than or equal to 30 grams per liter. The monoclonal protein is an antibody made by myeloma cells. In stage 1, the beta-2 microglobulin levels will be lower than 3.5 milligrams per liter. The beta-2 microglobulin is a protein found on the cells, but in regard to multiple myeloma, it's also found on lymphocytes. The albumin levels will be 35 grams per liter or more. In stage 2, the beta-2 microglobulin levels are above 3.5 milligrams per liter, but below 5.5 milligrams per liter. With that range of beta-2, the albumin level is not taken into account. 
in stage 3, the beta-2 microglobulin levels are above 5.5 milligrams per liter. As with stage 2, the albumin levels are not taken into account with beta-2 levels being this high. In addition, the FISH test, or fluorescence in situ hybridization test, which looks for changes in gene expression, will be positive. The types of multiple myeloma. There are many types and subtypes of multiple myeloma. For simplicity, I'm listing the broad range types. Two main types are smoldering and active, and they're designated based on the type of protein or microglobulin produced by the myeloma cells. The first one is light chain myeloma. This is when the body only makes the light chain portion of the immunoglobulin protein and no heavy chains. Normally, the immunoglobulins produce two long chains called heavy chains and two small chains called short chains. The two short chains are called kappa and lambda. This type of cancer tends to be aggressive. Symptoms include fatigue, bone pain, and kidney failure. Next is non-secretory myeloma. Thankfully, this type of cancer is not common. This one can be difficult to detect as there can be little to no proteins produced by the myeloma cells. So the doctor may use a bone marrow biopsy to diagnose along with imaging, and it may be monitored using free light testing. Free light testing is pretty much getting your blood drawn. They're looking for the amount of light chains in the body which can determine the presence of the disease. Symptoms include fatigue, bone pain, nausea, unexplained weight loss, and mental confusion. Next is plasma cytoma, which affects the bones, immune system, and the kidneys. This cancer occurs when the plasma cells develop an abnormality. This cancer breaks down into two types, solitary plasma cytoma and extramedullary plasma cytoma. Solitary is when a tumor develops resulting in pain in the bones. Extramedullary affects soft tissue and a tumor or tumors can attach to bones, organs, and muscle. Symptoms of plasma cytoma are bone pain, fatigue, neuropathy, generalized pain, nausea, and weakness. Multiple myeloma causes. Most cancers are derived from environmental exposure, certain chemicals in foods, toxins, and changes in genes. According to the Cleveland Clinic, changes in DNA, in particular chromosome deletion, is a common prerequisite in multiple myeloma. Multiple myeloma is also hereditary, and unfortunately, like most cancers, there is no clear-cut answer on what specifically causes it. So doing your best to eat healthy and maintain an ideal weight will limit your chances of catching the disease. Other generalized symptoms of multiple myeloma. Aside from the symptoms I just mentioned, other generalized symptoms include fibromyalgia, constipation, loss of appetite, frequent illnesses, brittle bones, anemia, muscle weakness, frequent urination, kidney failure, and cardio cardiovascular problems. Survival rate. Even with some of the best medical professionals and the most advanced medicine in the world, only God Almighty can determine how long you can live with this diagnosis. As far as medicine is concerned, 
There are many factors that can determine the survival rate. The most important is when the diagnosis is made. It should go without saying that the earlier the cancer is caught, the sooner it can be treated in hope of remission. According to the Cleveland Clinic, typical survival rate is five years overall. Risk factors for developing multiple myeloma. As with all cancers, gene expression and errors in DNA replication in conjunction with other factors can make it difficult to completely determine who's at risk. However, there are some solid factors that have been documented and studied in medicine that can help narrow down these risk factors. For example, people who have a family history of the disease are at greater risk than others who don't. Additionally, according to cancer.org, those, those most at risk are male, over 35, overweight, and are African American. Other conditions or diseases can put you at risk such as monoclonal gammopathy. This condition occurs when a monoclonal protein forms in bone marrow. According to the Mayo Clinic, this protein typically does not cause any problems, but it should be monitored as over time it can lead to multiple myeloma. Treatment. Unfortunately, cancer cannot be cured, but there are treatments that can extend life, limit illness, and hopefully cause the cancer to go into remission. Treatment options are based on the stage of multiple myeloma and the overall health of the patient. Basic treatment options include bone-modifying drugs, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, radiation therapy, and steroids. Bone-modifying drugs don't actually modify bone. They're actually pain medicine for the condition. This includes bisphosphonates like prolia. Chemo is the basic treatment for this cancer. According to the American Cancer Society, some of the drugs to treat multiple myeloma include bendamustine, cyclophosphamide, doxorubicin, etoposide, liposomal doxorubicin, and melphalan. Immunotherapy involves drugs to help stimulate the immune system. According to the Cancer Research Institute, such drugs include siltocaptogene autolusal. Radiation therapy is simply the traditional high-dose radiation used to kill cancer cells and shrink tumors. Steroids are also used to treat multiple myeloma. In particular, the class of steroids used are corticosteroids. Now, this includes prednisone, prednisolone, and dexamethasone. Steroids work in a similar fashion to radiation therapy as they kill cancer cells and shrink tumors. Prevention of multiple myeloma. Typically, there are things that we can do to prevent certain diseases. Unfortunately, there is no way to outright prevent multiple myeloma. As with any disease, it's best to avoid processed foods, high-fat foods, and products that contain known or suspected carcinogens. While none of these can directly target and prevent multiple myeloma, it's best to do that as a healthy lifestyle greatly reduces your chances of any disease manifesting. It's ideal to incorporate fruits, vegetables, lean meat, and whole grains into your diet. It is ideal to maintain a healthy weight and to try to exercise for at least 15 to 30 minutes a day if you can. That's going to do it for episode four of season three 
of the Living Healthy Podcast. I hope you found this podcast informative, beneficial, and I hope that I've motivated you to make the decision that you would like to make. Thank you for your support. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. And remember, living healthy creates a better you.